glad to, that you're here and be a part of the services uh, this morning. I'd like to invite your attention to uh, Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. I want to read verses 16 through uh, 18. Uh, I was watching the, the Gaithers uh, last night. I don't know if y'all, uh, any of y'all ever watched them or not, but uh, that was really good. And uh, one of the men said something about the, uh, the grace of God. And uh, what he's talking about, the grace of God brings us all together. You know, that's, uh, and it is such a wonderful thing uh, when you've experienced the grace of God in your, uh, in, in your life. You have freedom that you had never experienced before, and only the grace of God can bring that freedom in your heart and mind and soul. And uh, that's pretty neat. Read with me, if you will, in Malachi chapter 3. Now, the subject I'd like for you to consider this morning is, we need each other. We need each other. And uh, I, I know tonight at midnight, it starts a brand new year. And there's a lot of decisions and a lot of things that, uh, uh, that the church is going to have to deal with this next year, and already you've dealt with some of them. But uh, I'd like to, for you to consider some of the things I would like to share with you to, uh, uh, tonight and uh, or this morning, and uh, uh, concerning our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and our relationship with one another as uh, well, because it's so very important. What we do for the cause of Christ is how we treat one another uh, also. Begin reading in verse 16 of Malachi chapter, uh, chapter 3. Then they that feared the Lord spoke often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, once again, we're grateful for this opportunity and privilege that you've allowed us to come together here in this capacity. I thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for the promise that we find bound in those words that where two or three are gathered together in my name, there will I meet with them. So I thank you for your presence in our service today, and I ask you for your continued presence in the lives of your people and in this church that you might guide and direct them in every decision that they have to make. And each one of us, Father, might be sensitive to the things that you desire for us to do. Father, I realize that you're aware of all of our thoughts and all the intents of our hearts. And we just pray for guidance and leadership of your Holy Spirit. Bless this church. Bless each one here today. And may every decision made be pleasing to you. Everything said and done, may it exalt the very name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And these things we would ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
One thing I know, we all need the Lord. Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. I know we're looking at a brand new year, but that is one of the most important scriptures that we will read. Without me, you can do nothing. The church needs, we as individuals need, as families, we need the Lord Jesus Christ. He said in Philippians 4 and 13, Apostle Paul said this, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Another wonderful verse, is a verse of Scripture, when you look at that, I can. All things are possible through the grace of God that surrounds each and every one of us. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. When he's looking Malachi, one of the uh, last prophets, the minor, uh, minor prophets, uh, uh, a man that was also uh, ministered to serve with Nehemiah during that particular uh, building program. But one thing I realized that when you look at Nehemiah and you look at Malachi, they were men that recognized they needed God. They needed the Lord. And we need to recognize the same thing, folks. We are brothers and sisters in the family of God. And uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 says this. Sometimes we forget that. We forget the fact that we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, I know that when I was growing up, I had six older brothers and sisters. Then I had three uh, younger than then. It just seemed like we was fighting all the time. And, uh, but when, it, when, you get all, when it's all said and done, we could all come together and get along. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And listen to what Galatians 3 and 26 uh, says, Apostle Paul, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. What binds it all together? The grace of God and faith in a living, resurrected Savior. That's what binds us all together. That's what causes us to, uh, to come to, uh, together here. And uh, when, we, when you look at it, uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 3, we are, well fellow travelers, and we're traveling in, you might call, wolf country. My, uh, my older brother was in Korea, and he had a, he's got a way about him that he likes to get out in the middle of nowhere and uh, be by himself. And uh, many years ago, these ranchers would hire him uh, to trap and to kill wolves to keep them from killing his, their uh, uh, livestock. And many times he said he felt like he was surrounded uh, uh, by wolves that was all, uh, all around him. And we, he was very uncomfortable. Well, we as God's people, fellow laborers together, sometimes we're surrounded by wolves that's out to destroy us and out to destroy the uh, Lord's New Testament church. He said in Galatians 3 and 24, we all are all the children of God by faith. In Jesus Christ. But we are fellow travelers. And listen to what Luke said in 10 and 3. Go your ways. Behold. 
I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Now, folks, there's a challenge here. We are surrounded by wolves, and we are surrounded by people that are trying to destroy God's people and that's trying to destroy the Lord's churches and trying to shut down the, uh, the, the Lord's uh, churches. But he said, I send you. I send you. What is he talking about? The Lord Jesus Christ to send us out in the, amongst the wolves out in the world that's trying to destroy it. But he also said, in the Scripture says, without me you can do nothing, but with me all things are uh, possible. We are each victims of the same temptations. We are all uh, the victims of the same testings, frustration, weaknesses, and limitations. We are all sensitive to those things in our, uh, in our life. But listen to what 1 Corinthians had to say. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. What makes it possible for us to go on and do the things that God wants us to do. The grace of a living, in a living, resurrected Savior. Faith in a living, resurrected Savior. It's not confidence in me. It's not confidence in you. But confidence in a living, resurrected Savior, folks. And that's what he was. He was stand with us. He will stand by us. And he will go with us wherever we go if we'll honestly try to serve him in whatever capacity that he has for each and every one of us. Yes, there are troubles. Yes, there are storms. Yes, there are difficulties. But he said, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Listen, we are fellow players on God's team. I played sports all my life up till I was about 55 years old. And sports is a team. It's a team effort. And one time we was playing in a tournament and if one individual hit two home runs, then that second home run he was out. Well, it was a real close game, and I got real irritated with him because he'd come up to bat, and he wanted to hit a home run the second time. I said, you're hurting the whole team by doing that. You may exalt yourself, but I said, you're hurting the whole team. And sometimes, folks, we do little things that hurts the whole team. And this is a team, and we're working together to the, uh, exalt the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen to what he says in 1 Corinthians. For we are all laborers together with God. We are laborers together with God. And he went on to say in 1 Corinthians 3 and 6, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Isn't it exciting? We can all labor we can all minister. We can all serve. But who gives the increase? It's God that gives the increase, isn't it? He's the one that is to get all the glory for everything that we do. Look in verse 16. Then they that feared the Lord spoke often one to another, and the Lord hearkened unto them. Listen, folks, we need to see each in each other an example of sincere faith in a living, resurrected Savior. Listen, folks, Apostle Paul used the faith of Timothy, and, uh, grandmother and mother, to challenge him. He said, Timothy, 
You remember the faith of your mother? You remember the faith of your grandmother? Let them be an example to you, and you follow their example. And when we look at 2 Timothy 1 and 5, this is how he challenged him. Timothy was kind of a shy young man. He wasn't an outspoken uh, uh, young man. So Apostle Paul was challenging him to try to go above where he had ever gone before, to be the servant that he had never been before. He said, look at your mother, look at your, uh, your grandmother, and their boldness, and they're willing to stand and exalt the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Follow their example. Listen, folks, you've got great people that's, felt, that's members of this church that you can follow their example as they honor God with their life. And I, I, and I, I, I can speak for your former pastor. He was a great example to follow. I know that. He's a great servant of uh, God. But listen, we need to hear each other say some things. Listen to what in Acts 27 and 25. Apostle Paul was in the midst of a storm. And everyone around him was about ready to give up. But listen to what Apostle Paul said. God spoke to him. Listen to what he said. And this is what we need to hear from each other also. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. Wow. That it shall be even as it was told me. I believe God. Do you believe God? Do you believe his book? The infallible, the inspired word of God? No nonsense book, folks. It's not fiction either. We've got some details, and Apostle Paul said... Here, as he was in, uh, they were in a storm. It seemed like everything was about to fall apart. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe God. Moses said unto the people in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. He said, stand still. Fear not. Fear you not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. Now, you think about the situation they were in, folks. The armies of Egypt was behind them. And they were surrounded by the wilderness. The red, great Red Sea was in front of them. They wanted to go back. They wanted to kill Moses. But Moses said, listen to what I'm telling you. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. God is bigger and greater than any obstacles we will ever face in our life. God is bigger and greater than anything this church will ever have to face in your existence here. What did he say? Stand still. Fear you not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And David, y'all remember David in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse uh, 45 and 47? Listen, folks, he, he was uh, standing before the great Goliath, which is about almost 10 feet tall and no telling how big, with a sword and a spear in his, uh, in his hand. David was just a young, young teenage, teenage man, and all he had was a slingshot. How many of y'all ever use a slingshot? Yeah. 
most of us probably uh, have. I was never very accurate with, uh, with one. But uh, listen to what David said, folks. This God, this God is the same God we serve today. When you look in Malachi 3 and 5, God said, I change not. So you look at sometimes when Apostle Paul said something, and you, you look and what well, Moses, he, he, he saw and he walked with God. But our God is the same today, just the same God that David served today. The only difference is they look forward to the uh, crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. We look back, but it's the same God. And listen to what David said. Then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear, with a shield, and I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. This battle is not ours. David said, this battle is not mine. You have defied the armies of the nation of Israel. You have defied God's people. And one shot, one shot, he took down that giant. But you know, historians say that he had three uh, stones, but the other two was for uh, the Goliath's brothers. In case that is But listen, the main thing, What did he say here, folks? The battle is the Lord's. Yes, we may be surrounded by enemies. And we may be surrounded by wolves. And we may be surrounded by Goliaths. And we may be in a storm at times. What did David say? The battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. The Lord's. We need not to forget that, folks. Whatever we're going through, whatever you're going to have to deal with this next year, whatever you've dealt with in night 2017, you can't do anything about that. That's in the past. That's yesterday. The only thing we have is right now and the future. And the Lord said, give it to me. The battle is the Lord. We need to hear the testimony of faith. It's God's ability as given by the three young Hebrews facing uh, a fiery furnace. I, I, I like this. Listen to what these three Hebrews said. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Listen to what they said to King Nebuchadnezzar as he was about to throw them in a fiery furnace. Listen to what. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. We will not. We may die in this fiery furnace. God may or may not deliver us. But they said it doesn't matter. Either way, we will not honor, we will not praise, we will not worship this golden image. We will not worship your God. 
And listen, folks, we live in a climate, we live in a society that the world would love to close the doors of this church. He would love to have this church disband and go someplace else. We will not serve thy gods. Understand. Same God, same deliverer, same Messiah, the same God that delivered them from the fiery furnace will deliver us also through the storms and the difficulties that we may have to face every now and then. We need each other's prayer support. Prayer is important, don't you think? Look in the latter part of verse 16 of Malachi chapter 3. And the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him. For them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. What do we do when you think about him? For the last two or three nights, I've been at home by myself. My children have been in Arkansas, and my wife goes to their house and spends the night with my grandson. It's different. It's different when you're at home alone. You ever notice that? But what we need is each other's prayer support. Can we do this? Can we pray for us? Brother Don talks about calling folks and uh, praying for individuals. Do we need to do this? Yes, we should. No one should ever be forgotten. No one should ever be left out. Prayer is something that we can do seven days a week, 24 hours a day. It is available to us, isn't it? Listen to I need the prayers of those I love. I need the prayers of God's people. You need the prayers of one another as well. Listen to what Jesus said to Simon. I have prayed for you. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Simon was making some difficult decisions... Simon was making some bad choices. Jesus said, I have prayed for you. Listen to what else. Jesus to the inner circle of the apostles. He said, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Paul to the saved at Ephesus. Praying. Always for you. Listen, folks. How can I emphasize this enough? The first thing, the first thing every morning is prayer. We need to take the time to pray for each other. We need the prayer support of God's people. And there's nothing that keeps you from that. Folks, so many times, God's people, the first thing that they do is turn on their TV. You know what the first thing we ought to do in the morning? 
I know turn on the coffee pot. I understand that. But go to God in prayer. Open up the book. Go to God in prayer. We need each other's prayers. Listen, prayer was always available. It says in James 5 and 16, Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Do you think your prayers will help someone? We come to God's house and we come to one another and we ask for prayer. Why would we do that if we didn't believe that God would answer our prayers? Why would we do that if we didn't believe that God was able to deliver? We need each other's prayer support. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You see so many things. People healed from diseases. Doctor said, there's no cure. We can't do anything else. That may be true. But what about God? Has he said he's through with you yet? Has he said that's all I can do? Until he says it's over, it's not over. And we need to pray for each other. Christians also need each other's presence. Malachi knew something about that. Malachi on various occasions, was persecuted, was ridiculed. But listen, he knew something, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day when I make up my jewels, I will spare them as a man spares his own son that serveth him. We are his. We belong to Christ. No one can ever change that. You can't, nor can anyone else ever change the fact that we are His. That's exciting, folks. I don't know about you, but I get excited when I see that they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day, I'm looking forward to that day. But I am His right now. I belong to Him right now. And nobody or anything can ever change that. I belong to Him. We need each other's presence. Listen to the first part of 1 John 1 and 7. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. What is that encouraging us to do, folks? Walk in the light. What's he encouraging us to do, folks? Well, follow Jesus. Wherever he leads, whatever he encourages us to do, then follow him. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Oh, listen, folks. 
two or three days, I went up to Arkansas. And I, I know most of you don't know him, but Joey and Francis Meredith, and uh, the doctors has told her he's the one that's over shipping out all the containers for our missionaries and, uh, and, uh, and helping them out. But his wife has had cancer for many years now. I've been fighting a battle there. But the doctors pretty much said there's nothing else we can do. Nothing else we can do. And that may be true. But God is in control of that. Not the doctors. And he's the one that's in control of us, folks. Let's walk in the light as he is in the light. Let's have fellowship one with another. Apostle Paul to Timothy. He said, come shortly unto me. I need you, Timothy. Come to me. Come shortly unto me. He said, take Mark and bring him with you. At one time, Mark left them and went back to the world. But the Apostle Paul is telling Timothy, he's worthy now, folks. He's worthy. Bring Mark with you now. He's worthy of the ministry. Bring Mark with you. And sometimes, folks, people get out of line. Sometimes people get out of the service of the Lord. We as God's people, praying for one another, supporting one another, being in the presence of one another, we need to encourage those that are out of God's service, encourage them to come back to God's service. Let them know that we miss them, just like they did with John Mark. But he also said, bring my cloak with you, my covering. I was in the deer stand Thursday morning. And didn't have, didn't care, didn't matter what I had on, I was still cold. But you know what Apostle Paul told Timothy also? Bring my books. I need my books. Demas has left me. Demas has left me. Sometimes, folks, people leave and we're disappointed. Sometimes it just breaks our heart. But listen, we've got somebody that's close by. Someone that cares about you. Someone that loves you. And someone that's never, ever going to leave you. He said, I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. We need each other's presence in God's house. Folk, if, if the Lord's church, we need each other here. You have any important, how important it is for people to look around and see you here? It's encouraging. We need each other. Listen to what Apostle Paul said. Pastors desire and need evidence that their hours of prayers and study and labors are not in vain. To Galatians, Apostle Paul said this, I'm afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. But in 3 John 4, John said this, Pastor John said this, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children 
walk in truth. The greatest encouragement to any pastor is to know that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, either the church that he pastored or has just left, is that they are still laboring in love. They've not quit. They've not give up. And folks, one thing that we learn from the scripture, there's no place that we can quit. No place that we can give up in God's service. There's no place for it. We need each other's presence. Apostle Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 3 and 5, I sent to know your faith, least by some means the tempter have tempted you, and our labor be in vain. Do we have a tempter out there? Can I tell you something? This is not your enemy. You know who is trying to destroy God's people and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ? It's not one another. It's the old God of this world. He's like a roaring lion seeketh about whom he made a fire. And he's thinking he would like to start with one at a time and destroy your life and destroy your testimony. That's what he does. That's what he does. But we've got a greater one. Greater in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Understand the light that we have, our Savior and our Redeemer and our soon coming Lord is greater than the God of this world? He can't do anything without the permission of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know that? And Him in me, in me, and Him in you, there's no power on earth that can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. No power on earth is able to separate you. This is why it's so very important that we understand as God's people, we that are saved and washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, there may be lost people in our presence today. There may be lost present people that we come into contact with from time to time. We need to pray for lost souls to be saved. Maybe in our family. Maybe among our friends. Maybe even in our church service today. There may be those that need Jesus as Savior of their soul. Let me tell you something. The greatest thing. The greatest thing that will ever happen to you and the one thing that will change your life forever is receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior of your soul. That is the one person that can make a difference in your life. That is the one person that can change your eternal destiny. That is the one person that can give you victory over all your sins. That is the one person that can give you victory over all the storms and the heartache and the burdens and everything else that we carry around in this world. That one person is Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, 
which taketh away the sins of the world. John the Baptist said, look, here he is. He's not coming. He's here. He's here. And I want to believe that he's here also. He's here. Maybe we can't see him with our fleshly eyes, but we can see him with the eyes of faith as though he's right here with us, believing that he is. You see, the Bible says, and Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there will I be with you. What does all that mean, folks? That when we meet together in this capacity, in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ that's been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus, it's his church, it's his work, and he wants us to carry it on in a way that will magnify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's left a commission to reach a lost and dying world in Richwood to this church, to you. Well, that's an awesome responsibility. We serve an awesome God, don't you think? We serve an awesome God. We serve a God that's bigger than anything we will ever face, bigger than anything this church will be challenged by. God is bigger. And I know that if we trust him, if we trust him, he will give us victory. Listen, folks, the year of 2018, we need each other. We do. We need each other. We need each other's presence, and we need each other's prayers. God help us to be the servants that he desires for each and every one of us to be. Oh, Malachi said, honor him because one of these days he's going to come and take this jewel home with him. I don't know when that day is going to be, nor do you, nor does anyone else. But I know he's coming. And I hope that each and, one of, each and every one of you is ready. I hope that each and every one of you has been saved and washed in the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this morning as Brother John comes and, and Sister Karen, and, and we stand and prepare this song of invitation. Are you ready? Are you ready for him to come? Because if you've not been saved and you've not been washed in the blood of Jesus, then you're not ready. Folks, listen, I'm not talking about church membership. I'm not talking about being baptized. I'm not talking about doing good work. All these things are important. They're all important. But not to be saved. There's only one way you can be saved. And that's by recognizing that you're lost, that you're a sinner before a righteous and holy God. And Jesus Christ is the only one. He said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. It's Jesus, Jesus, and Jesus alone that can save us. It's Jesus that can set us free from the bondage and captivity of sin. It's Jesus that will come and take us out of this old world and deliver us from the bondage that we find ourselves sometimes in this world. 
is Jesus. Have you come?